0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to FXR Racing for coming on board this podcast, whether it's uh, that guy Chris Kiefer, Mike Brown, Phil Nicoletti. Head on over to FXRRacing.com, type in the code PULPAMEX30 to get 30% off your next MX and lifestyle purchase. Their gear has become an industry standard among both amateur and the pro ranks, with their ever-evolving lines that provide quality, durability at the same time, extreme comfort, Uh, It's no doubt that FXR is the number one choice for many privateers out there and factory guys, too, right? Uh, Thank you to fxrracing.com and Racetech as well. Motorwork, suspension work. Pulp 23 will get you a discount at anything at Racetech. Building a reliable, world class engine requires a combination of state of the art equipment and experienced, knowledgeable technicians. Racetech provides quality, precision engine services using the best equipment and processes in the industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been supplying the motorcycle industry with high-quality suspension components made right in the U.S. of A. Thank you to Racetech, Racetech Racetech.com, and, of course, Namira Pistons as well. Thank you, Namira, for over 20 years. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Here we go. Whether you're restoring your vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450 motor, working on your four-wheeler, Namira has what you need. Featuring a full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and coming soon, engine valves. And complete cylinders from the Namira. Right now, uh, limited time, denniskirk.com. 15% off all Namira products. No code needed. Just denniskirk.com. Follow them on Instagram as well for giveaways and exciting new products. So thank you to the folks at Namira. Uh, Also, Seat Concepts. Proudly handmade and developed in the USA by the true motorcycle enthusiast. Seat Concepts offers a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats as well as various height and width profiles. Each seat incorporates proprietary foam formulation that is designed to provide unmatched support and impact dampening to the rider. Seatconcepts.com, saving asses since 2009. The best part of this code is Pulpamex23 to save at Seat Concepts. Thank you to those guys uh, as well um, for coming on board. All right. We'll tell you more about Zools and um, Firepower and Maxis and Roost, Namira, all of that later on. Uh, But let's talk to Luca Marsalisci.com about uh, his program, his year, and more on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Now, as promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast, a gentleman who uh, started started off the Nationals uh, pretty strongly, new class, uh, 250 Supercross this past year as well, Luca Marsalisi. What's up, man? How are you?
1: I'm doing good, Steve. Uh, just hanging out, you know?
0: Did I, did I say that right? Marsalisi? Yeah. Okay. All right. Really, really, I screwed it up for a long time. So, um, uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. First off, uh, I'm up in the announcers' towers for the Nationals, and Mega just keeps calling you the Hitman over and over. The Hitman, the Hitman. That's your nickname. Did you it's, know this?
1: Yeah, I did know that. It, it kind of uh, originated my last like two years amateur. Um, I yeah. met him at High Point, and it kind of came from there. I'm not sure if it's just because I'm Italian or yeah, whatnot, but. He I, he picked it. So. It
0: makes sense because you're Italian. You're not from Jersey, but you are Italian. The hitman mob, I get it. But then I asked him, and he was like, "No, man the way he the way he passes guys. I saw him, I saw him pass guys, and he he just like like clean them out or something. I don't know what he was talking about. Did <laughs> did you clean people yeah. out? <laughs>
1: No, I just I had a, my last two years amateur. Yeah. Um I had a knack for getting really bad starts and just coming from the back. So Yeah,
0: yeah. okay. That was I guess
1: what it came from.
0: Yeah, he mentioned coming from the back. That's right. He did say that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, while well, the hitman's on the line, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, can we get FXR to put that on the back of the pants or like that
1: would be cool. I'd have to ask Brad. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh how'd the FXR thing come around for you, by the way? How'd that happen for you?
1: Uh it was a team deal uh through Rock River this year.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Um,
1: but I love it. The gear's sick.
0: Nice, nice. So um, what'd you think of Lakewood? Did pretty well there. Um, you're up in a 450 class, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, what'd you think of Lakewood?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that was my first, second time there. Um, and last year, was. I mean, I really like that track just because it gets so gnarly with the ruts mm-hmm. and whatnot.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's kind of a more slower-paced national. And that's just kind of more for me. Um, yep. but I really, I like the layout and I like the dirt and yeah, it's a, it's a good one for me and I, it's probably one of my favorite ones.
0: Uh, how did it go for you? Both motos? Like, did you get decent starts? Did you have to work up? Like, how was it?
1: Yeah. So obviously I had a pretty bad gay pick first moto qualifying 33rd. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I salvaged pretty good starts. I think I was, I want to say top 15 and top 20, both motos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then first moto, uh, dylan and ap got together in that yeah. right hander yeah um and then i picked those i got two right there and then i think i got a couple more the first lap but yeah i rode solid first moto just kind of put my own laps in and was kind of by myself but um yeah p15 that's my best moto outdoor so far mm-hmm. and then um pretty good start second moto kind of had to to battle a little bit more with those guys which was good um but like I said, I mean, I, I felt pretty good. Both motos just kind of rode my own laps and was a, ended up being a, a really good day for me overall, P14. So I was stoked at that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because like, you, you mentioned slower nationals. And yeah, man, some of those off cambers and the corners, I mean, you guys are going two miles an hour. Even you know, Jet Lawrence, everybody. Like it's, I guess it was just so tricky and you had to find the right rut and you get to where you wanted to go. And it must have felt like you were just crawling at some points.
1: Yeah, so like I rewatched the uh, the broadcast on Peacock, and like whenever they show Jet, it just looks like he's not even trying. You know, I mean, obviously everyone <laughs> yeah. everyone says that, but yeah, I mean sometimes you just gotta. For me, anyway, you just I have to like kind of relax to go faster, and mm-hmm. just with those ruts being so long, you gotta really be try and be patient, which is hard, but it it works out a good bit of the time.
0: Yeah, I, I dude didn't the second Motos did not look like a fun track to ride. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was gnarly. The after the big step up, and you make the left, and you go down that hill. No thanks. Yeah, I don't want anything yeah, to do with yeah. that.
1: <laughs> they prepped it. They prepped it a little bit, so it wasn't too too bad. But yeah. it was definitely gnarly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, it was a good national, like you said, your best one. Um, Hangtown did not go well for you. <laughs> did, no, did you not hate? At all. Did you hate the track as much as like Aaron Pusinger told us on Monday?
1: I mean. I thought it was going to be pretty good just from how it was last year. But then, like, when we came off from practice and whatnot, I didn't really know what to expect. But, yeah, I don't know if it's just because I had had a rough day in general, but I wasn't very, very stoked on the track.
0: Yeah. what what I, I think um, people told me it was a little bit of a, of a road race track where, like, you couldn't really go wherever you wanted to because of the – the angle of the uphills and the downhills and you want to keep your momentum and you want to sweep a corner and if you tried to go to the bottom or inside it just was too slow did you find that
1: yeah uh i had a pretty hard time just with line selection and obviously that's on me Mm -hmm. um but i was struggling with bike setup and whatnot and i just i'm not really a, a hard pack type of guy as of now yeah so i was just struggling all day in general and then like the kind of like the choppiness got to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with a, lo- with a lot of what people were saying yeah. uh, about the line. And whatnot. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's why I, when you mentioned you're more of a, you know, not a hard pack guy, I thought your Apollo was pretty good, 18-18. I, uh, I talked to you after that. And, yeah, I think it, for you to start the season that way in a 450 class, that was probably a good start on a, on a surface that you said, like you said, you're not really that good at.
1: Yeah, for sure. I didn't really know what to expect kind of going into round 1. Obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys out right now. Um but my my main goal for round 1 was just to get in the points and I, and I did that. So I was pretty stoked at that, especially being um I actually didn't even make the motos last year at at round Oh, Really?
0: One. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you'll take it then. Uh why yeah. why the obviously you switched to 4 for these this year and you're not pulling a master pool where you knew the class would be shallow and all of that, and it is. Let's face it. But you just were going up anyways. Why the why the switch? Just equipment reasons, cost reasons uh, to jump up.
1: Yeah, it was mainly mainly cost reasons. Um, I, did, I ended up not finishing Supercross. I missed the last three rounds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but just me and the team and kind of everyone decided it'd be better for me just because I couldn't really keep a 250 together. I kept breaking transmissions and. Just a bunch of stuff. But, um, yeah, we just decided to be more cost-efficient, and I rode yeah. a 450 pretty good as an amateur, so mm-hmm. I like the bike. And um, I actually rode my buddy's 23, and I was like, dude, like this thing's way better than, than I remember, mm-hmm. even though or it's a new bike. But I yeah. liked it a lot, so we just decided to go that way.
0: Bike of the year, I heard. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, it's good. I like it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's – it's it's, uh, it's you know, I've, you're not the only guy. I've heard about YZ250s and transmissions. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard a few people talk about that now.
1: Yeah, I went through like I think four or five of them on Supercross this year. Is bad.
0: Really? Huh. Jeez. Uh, and yeah. just whoops, right? I'm guessing. Just yeah, just it,
1: it was just fourth year.
0: Yeah, yeah, just tearing it up in whoops. How um, do how does uh, how does that team work? Like, I know Benny and uh, and Grant are buddies of mine. And we had uh, Benny on the Pulp Show talking about, you know, basically Mike Duclos, Rock River. He's supported the sport for a long time. But it's kind of a ride where you bring all your stuff to it. Uh, Like you said, they have the FXR team deal. So how does your situation work for Rock River? Like how does it come together? What do you pay for? What does the team pay for? That kind of work.
1: Yeah, so um, this year I had to supply like my bikes and whatnot and and I kind of wanted to do like my own suspension and whatnot and mm-hmm. my own motors. Okay. So I had to supply just basically my whole race bike. Um, and then I have to like, if I take parts off the semi, I have to pay for those at the end of the season. Okay. And then they just take my bike for me uh, round around. So it's kind of just like my race bike. And then if I take parts mm-hmm. like race gas and just like bars or anything like sure. that, I have to pay for all that.
0: Stuff. Right. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. It's kind of a neat, interesting deal. I mean, look, it, uh, you know, DeClose has been a veteran of that team for a long time, and you know he does what he can, right? So it's a nice spot for for guys like you or Benny or, or Harlan can kind of you know almost um, yeah find a home, uh, pay for a little bit of it as privateers, right? Like I don't know, I feel oh, like yeah, I mean, sure. it could be better, but it works out nicely.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's just it's a big stress relief not having to drive every weekend, you know?
0: Yep, for sure. Uh, Luca Marcellisi on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Our guy A Ray. Uh, using a new Maxis tire from those guys, soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard. They got a paddle now as well, shop.maxis.com, uh, developed and uh, and produced by Maxxis, um, Maxis by with Jeremy McGrath's help. So please check that out, Maxis.com. Great mountain bike tires as well. Um, I use the minions out here in uh, in Vegas, but thanks to the folks at Maxis, and of course firepower, Namira, Roost, Zools, and seat concepts as well. Um, Two fifty Supercross for you you uh you had a couple of good races, uh, like you said, you missed the end of it. what'd you think overall like I felt like at the moment uh there was a couple of good rides in there,
1: yeah, for sure um Tampa went pretty good for me. I got uh seventh in my heat race and then seventeenth in the main mm-hmm. so that was a a good one um and then honestly, it just kind of started going downhill from there. I'm not really I had some some like health issues going on we couldn't really figure it out um but yeah, going into going into round 1, I was feeling good and yeah. was expecting a lot and kind of just didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to, but I mean, I, I made it through somewhat healthy, so I can't really complain yeah. too much, but definitely not the super cross season I was looking for.
0: Did you get health issues figured out? Or is something still bugging? Yeah, you? yeah, we
1: we're, we're all we're all good now and yeah. we're feeling we're feeling good.
0: Uh, I know you're uh, Pulpmix fantasy uh a strong pick many weekends because um I don't know that much about you. But you've always seemed to like you're in good shape in the nationals and you pick guys off late in the motos do you do you think your fitness is a strength like is this is this are we just happening to see you on your good days or do you think that yeah you're in good shape compared to other guys
1: uh i think i'm def- I'm definitely in good shape um I think it is a strength for me for sure, yeah. especially the last like ten minutes of the moto um I guess I've always just kind of been like that hmm just from I don't know if it's just from training down here for so long, down at MTF or or what, but it's always been a a strong suit for me.
0: Yeah, it feels like, you know, like if I pick you in fantasy, like last year, (laughs) 250 Nationals, you're 26th, and I'm like, ah, okay, whatever, and then I look and you're eighteen and like you you just you get i don't think you have like and don't take this the wrong way i don't think you're not like blinding fast speed you just you can do your speed for 30 minutes and as we see lots of guys can't um i feel like that is your mo the, the i'm going to go the same speed for 30 minutes
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i've always struggled with like obviously as you see in qualifying qualifying I just, yeah, yeah i i struggle a lot at just putting like just burners down and i don't know what it is i've worked on it and i'm still working on it but uh-huh. It's just, like, the first four laps in the moto, I struggle a lot, and then I kind of find a flow, and I can just maintain that the whole moto. So, I mean, it works out sometimes, but I definitely got to get that, that raw speed figured out.
0: Was it? Did it hurt you in amateur races that are, you know, four laps, five laps? That must have hurt you then, for sure.
1: Yeah, I didn't really kind of uh, get up front in amateur racing until my last, like, two years, amateur mm-hmm. last three years. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it definitely hindered me, for sure. Um. But I started getting it figured out. and started getting better starts as an amateur, and like B class my last year, and then A class. They kind of uh, made the motos a little longer, so mm-hmm. it helped me. Okay, but I really didn't do good until like like Loretta's and Freestone, and those were the only times we had long motos. So
0: right, and then people, yeah, then you then your strength came in. So do you do a lot of off the bike stuff? Are you a cyclist guy, or is it just like just you're able to do it?
1: No, I do a lot of off the uh, gym training, cycling. Okay. I mean, we yep. have a a trainer down here that tells us what to do day to day. So I do mm-hmm. a lot of off bike.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, road bike or mountain bike?
1: Uh, road bike. Road
0: bike. Uh, you're at the you're at MTF. Have you been there for a long time?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been at MTF. I think this is like my ninth year. Oh shit! Year. I've been here. A long... Okay. Yeah, I've been here a long time.
0: And, and what's it like there? What uh, What's the vibe like these days?
1: It's good. It's just um. I mean, we just ride Monday through through Thursday, um, usually, but it's good. I mean, we got little Brian and Colleen helping us, and yeah. then um, we got our, our gym trainer, Jacob, but we, it's good. We get to ride with Star sometimes, and we got Ancy down here, so that's that was good for Supercross, but it's a good vibe. It, it was yeah. good this year.
0: Yeah, I heard the Star guys have been going over there. Jordan Smith, obviously, you know, MTF guy through and through. I don't know if he helped set that up. But yeah, how often do the Star Guys come out?
1: Yeah, so we were uh for outdoors, we were going there once a week, like every Tuesday we go there mm-hmm. usually. Yep. Um and then for Supercross they were coming maybe like every other week or if it rained they would come um but we rode with them a good bit for supercross and we've been riding with them for outdoors so it's been pretty frequent
0: no that's good and then what about gpf do you get over there i know it's a little more members only thing but do you get to go to gpf at all
1: we don't really go there too often but like last year for a little bit of southwick prep we went there so we'll probably do that again
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: um upcoming but yeah we don't go over there too often
0: and then who's the main group you're riding with for outdoors like for now
1: um i've honestly just kind of been riding like by myself i mean i ride with a lot of the amateurs here yeah um but i mean like i've been riding with like tj albright um okay. and then a couple other of of the pros here but yeah we don't have too many guys doing outdoors right now right over here
0: is marty still around is marty around
1: yeah they're here they're getting uh fancy yeah. a- was riding uh supercross there they're getting ready for world so right
0: right um oh, that's that, that had to have been good during supercross to before your health stuff struck to kind of you know, get behind Max a little bit and watch that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really good riding with him every day. He's just someone to to chase after, you know. It was good. Yeah.
0: Did you have your days where you got close or you were better than him lap time-wise?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say I was close. Definitely wasn't better than him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I think the closest I was to him was maybe like two seconds. But yeah. I battled with him maybe for a lap or two if I got a good start. So it was good. I had yep. some better days for sure.
0: Right. Uh, what's life like down there? Like, uh, you know, I've talked to the star guys that moved out there and they're a little ways away from you, not too far. Uh, and Woodrow is a buddy of mine at GPF. Do you like living down there? I mean, is it quiet country life, I
1: guess? Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, we're kind of like, there's not much around, Uh um, honestly, but it's, it's pretty chill. Like just go to the track every day and do what I got to do and then Mm -hmm. just come back to my place and kind of hang out. And it's nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, closest like big area we have is Tallahassee Florida and that's a little more stuff to do but yeah um I live in a place called Thomasville um and it's pretty pretty mellow
0: yeah nine years Jesus Luca I didn't know yeah your whole how old are you
1: uh, I just turned 22
0: yeah <laughs> Jeez. okay so been there a while it's crazy to me yeah. to think about that because I see you're from Connecticut like on the on the sheets, but. I mean, you know, nine years and you're 22. You've, you're basically Cairo guy, you know. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um. So, but let's let's go back a little bit to Connecticut. Like, what was it like growing up there? Like, I I don't know what part of Connecticut. So, were you like NESE kid?
1: No. Um. I think, dude, it was honestly so long ago. I can't really remember. I think it was called like District like 37 or something. Okay. Yeah. But um. Yeah, there wasn't many tracks. Like, um. I'm from Danbury, Connecticut. So okay. the closest track to me was a track called Rocky Hill. Uh-huh. Um there was like that, Walden MX and then like English town.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so you're almost your Jersey you're north of Jersey like a little bit. Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So
1: those are like the three main tracks and I just didn't I rode like maybe twice a week. Um and then on weekends if there was a race until I moved down here, honestly.
0: Okay. All right. And then what do your parents do? Uh, what what like how did that decision come about where your mom or your dad or both of them are like, hey, Luca. Like, we're gonna, you're gonna pursue this, and we're we're gonna take you down to this place called Millsaps Training Facility. Like, when did that happen, and how did that happen? Were you dominating locally? Were you doing good at Loretta's or something? Like, take us, take me through that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So my dad does um, commercial construction. Okay. Um, but he used to uh, ride street bikes, like Moto GP kind of.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, road race. Yeah.
1: And then, um, long story short, he got a pit bike. My brothers liked it, and then. Um, we actually had a buddy that started training at MTF. His name was Pete Davis. Okay. Um, and he trained there and he told us it was really good. And then my dad actually sent my older brother down there first and my older brother really liked it. So he said, I'm going to give you a shot. And he sent me down there a year later and it kind of just took off from there. Honestly,
0: I always think about kids like you going to MTF and, Like, look, you got your kid. You're you you don't really know. You know, you're on your own. You're trying to be a pro racer. Colleen's helping. Brian's helping. I get that. But you also gotta like kind of stay away from the 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 bad shit and you know get some sleep and you know do the right things. Like, is is that a struggle for guys there, or was it a struggle for you to sort of like you know you're not going to school anymore? None of that stuff. So what's what's it like to just try to maintain a, a be on a straight and narrow you know to be successful at at racing
1: yeah it was i didn't find it too difficult honestly just because i had my old my older brother down there with me yep um so he kind of was just like uh mentoring me and whatnot and then colleen honestly kind of helped raise me so that helped but i mean the hardest thing for me was honestly just wanting to do school every day yeah um yeah but yeah i mean i didn't really find it too hard i mean i went to gym i rode and kind of just hung out with my friends and whatnot but
0: that's a um, that's a work ethic that a lot of kids and you've probably seen kids there or or heard about kids at gpf or wherever that just can't seem to to figure that out they can't do the gym work they can't go to sleep they can't get sleep right that stuff
1: yeah for sure i've definitely seen people come and go just for that you
0: know yeah i just think it takes a special kind of dedication and maturity for a kid to be like that i mean colleen helps and brian helps but you know that they're not around
1: 24/7. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just something I've I always wanted to do since I was a kid, so I yep. I mean, I guess I just took it really serious.
0: So when when was the first time you went to like a Pro National or a Pro Supercost? Do you remember that?
1: Uh yeah, I think I went to Unadilla Pro Na- National maybe 2012
0: or 2011. Okay, so Dungeon RV era? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh it was like I think it's it's like three hours from my house, two hours from my house. Okay. So, yeah, I,
0: um, that was the, that was the thing where you're like, I want to do that. I want to, I want to be that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. After
1: I, that was the first time I went to one and I was like, this looks like <laughs> just yeah. like all the fans and whatnot. And you yeah. was pretty crazy. So yeah, it, it was really cool.
0: Um, Barsha were you a Barsha guy, Barsha kid. Yeah. I
1: was a big Barsha guy just cause he's <laughs> up from around. Right. Us and, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Well, let's wait till he cleans you out at a race this summer. You'll be you'll be
1: Yeah, I <laughs> know. I I got to ride with him a pretty good bit uh this year, so it was cool.
0: Oh you did down there? Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: we went to his house a couple times for Supercross.
0: Okay. Uh Bamland. It looks awesome. Yeah. It looks really cool. I, yeah, thought he w- place
1: is sick. <laughs>
0: I thought he was trying to sell it at one point, I heard, and then I think he's back now. He's just in. That's it. So
1: Yeah, that's what I heard, and then we got invited to go out there. Mm-hmm. Um during the week during supercross prep and it was sick i mean it was legit
0: yeah um yeah just wait just wait luca your hero the the kid that you the, you when you were a little kid you watched will will probably be coming through the pack uh one time in a 40 national this summer and he'll just saw your front end off and you could be like yeah you would be like yeah that was awesome <laughs>
1: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> um it uh it's interesting to to uh to follow your career. You do seem better at moto than supercross, although you did have that Tampa that was good. But if you look last year or whatever, um is that do you do you agree with that that you're better at motocross than supercross and is it just because of an upbringing type of deal or late to a supercross track?
1: Yeah, I'd say I'm 100% more comfortable on an outdoor track. Yeah. Um but I didn't I think uh yeah, I I would say so, but I just didn't ride Supercross for the first time mm-hmm. until last year, actually. Really? Yeah, I just I never got to do it as an amateur. Yeah, just yeah. never worked out. I I had a lot of injuries as an amateur, so okay. Um, but yeah, definitely more comfortable in outdoors. I would I'm working hard to get on that Supercross program a lot better, but I mm-hmm. mean definitely an outdoor guy right now but i just want to want to be good at both you know so we'll see what happens next year
0: yeah i felt like you stepped up your game this year i was talking to benny or grant or one of them about you early in the year and they're like dude he's gotten a lot better he's he's a lot better so that you know one of those guys told me that um as far as supercar skills so um and then how did you get together with the close and rock river how did that how did that happen was that an amateur thing or did your did you and your dad uh call him up or how'd that come together
1: yeah, so my last year amateur, my A class year, mm-hmm. I rode for the uh NSA Rock River Yamaha oh, yeah. team. Okay. So um after the, after Loretta's uh we hit do close up. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually went and talked to him at Minio's, and I was like, Hey, like I'm looking to go pro. Um, heard you're looking for some guys and we kinda just made some arrangements and whatnot and ended up working out. So
0: Yeah. Oh that's good. And did you ride Yamaha's then most of your amateur career or was that only your near the end?
1: Uh, I rode Yamaha's my first year B class and then my last year A class. Okay, all right. And then I was on Cowies in the middle of that.
0: All right, uh, sounds good. Uh, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer, Island Life. Thank you to the folks at Roost MX. The code is Pulp Nation to save. Speaking of Rock River, Chris and Christina at Roost MX were involved in that program for a long time. Quick 48-hour turnaround, uh, number plates, uh, pitch shirts, graphics, wraps, uh, uh, tent, easy-ups, that kind of stuff. Uh, please check out RoostMX.net. they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website, and the code Pulp Nation will save you money. So thank you to the folks at RoostMX for coming on board the Privateer Island Life podcast. Um, Grant and Benny, uh, you guys, every time I went over there this year, it was pretty loose. Who Who says the more outrageous things, Benny or Grant?
1: That's honestly a tough one, dude. I don't <laughs> – uh, I'd have to say Benny, yeah. honestly. Yeah,
0: just the the outlandish statements and everything, yeah.
1: Yeah, you like whenever I would do track walk with Benny this year during Supercross, he would try to like psych me out. <laughs> he just like – he was like uh, – I remember at uh, – I think it was Daytona this year, like the triple, like the main Supercross triple. Yeah, yeah. He, we were walking up to. He's like, dude, like this thing's massive. Like, he's like, I don't know if you're gonna hit it. Like, it might be like wide open on 250. I was like, Benny, shut up, man. <laughs> so yeah, he, he was, yeah. it was. It was cool having those guys on the, on the team this year. Kind of lifted the yeah the spirits up for me sometimes. Yeah, it was go- it was yeah.
0: Cool. It, it, I went in there a few times, and yeah, it was never. No one seemed really serious over there, right? Like everyone was. There's no team manager per se to run around and yell at people. You guys were kind of on your own. Uh, obviously, Grant's dad was his mechanic, and and and, and Grant, uh, Benny had his guys around. It seemed like a loose program.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it was. it it's been good, and I wish Benny was doing outdoors with us just so I could give him some shit.
0: But... Dude, beta life. Yeah. Beta life. Two-year deal, too.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. I was stoked for Benny. That's yeah. cool.
0: We had him on our show, and he's, I said, did you ride the bike? He's like, no. Not before I signed the contract, no I just signed <laughs> I just signed that two year deal, <laughs> yeah, so uh, and then Grant was a real surprise this year, like dude he's he's a little like you, whether he's not real flashy, um he doesn't catch your eye lap time wise I mean he's a better sprinter than you you're you're not good in qualifying he's he's okay <laughs> yeah. but but like dude, he can ride at the same pace forever and he just he just he's a machine out there. Um what did you learn much from him or did you get a chance to ask him things or anything?
1: Yeah, I honestly didn't get that close with um Grant to okay. kinda end of Supercross. Yep. Um but yeah, I mean he's he's been on a mission this year, that's for sure. He's but he just keeps telling me he's built different, so I've just been listening.
0: <laughs> he's just built different, that's all he's got for you?
1: That's, that's what he's been telling me. <laughs> you know, it looks like it's working, so
0: how about he shows up at Nashville on the twenty three? because he blew up the 22 and never rode it before the day started. I mean, I'm just like, what are you doing? Why, why would you do that? And he's just like, yeah, man, I don't know. I'll be fine. And I'm like, it's a pretty, yeah. diff- it's a pretty different bike. <laughs>
1: yeah, I texted Benny about that, and I was like, is he racing that thing tonight? And Benny's like, yeah. I was like, oh, all right, I guess. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, that's what I said. I'm <laughs> like, so you've never ridden this thing. Your number plates and everything look like shit because they're for the old bike, and you are just going to jump into Supercross. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like okay man all right i mean obviously he crashed later on but by that point he was fast on the new bike so it wasn't really the new bike that that got him you know
1: the thing must have just felt nice when you get on it
0: yeah really right um hey your best national result so far is Unadilla, like you said your home track not too far away um i, I guess you're looking forward to that one this summer
1: yeah Unadilla. Unadilla is sick um again that was my first time there last year mm-hmm. um um but yeah, I like that track a lot. I like the layout, the dirt. I mean, I'm I'm excited for that one.
0: Uh, and yeah, and then um, obviously, are you already uh, do you you're in good shape? But do you notice the 450 class either a being a lot of bike to handle for 30 minutes, or do you notice the mentality of a 450 class being different at all compared to your years in the 250s?
1: Yeah, I would say, for I wouldn't say bike wise. Um, mm-hmm, like okay. if I've just been working on bike setup a little bit, um. But bike's been fine. Like, I haven't really noticed that too much, like, later in the motos. But I would say 250 compared to 450, it's just kind of, like, an all-out dual 250. Like, every lap, everyone's just trying to just go for it. Like, you're riding that thing as hard as you can, you know? Yeah, yep. Um, and then 450s, like, you have battles, you know, but I just think we kind of spread out more, especially how the class is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of a little more mellow, I would say, personally.
0: Yeah, the guys aren't like you said. They're not trying to break your tib-fib in every corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're you. I was gonna. I usually ask the privateers on this. What are you working on? What are you trying to get better? I guess for you, it's sprint speed.
1: <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I've been doing sprints every day.
0: Does Colleen like throw pit boards at you or anything like that? Because Davy, Davy was in a couple months ago, and he told me Colleen you should just whip pit boards at him like a ninja star.
1: No, I don't. I don't get pit boards thrown at me. I just get yelled at occasionally.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a there's got to be. You know, she she knows what she's doing. She's worked with a lot of racers, obviously over the years, and Brian as well. Brian used to be a, a really good pro. So, like, I feel like they could help you uh, unleash their sprint speed somewhere along the line.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, it's just for me. Like, I have good sprint speed. I just been struggling with bringing it from practice to the race each weekend, you know, um, I just got to figure that out. Cause like if I ride at MTF or anywhere down here, like star, like I, I can go pretty good. It's just, I, for some reason just been struggling with it in practice on the weekends or in is qualifying.
0: It, is it like, because of a new track, like you're not quite comfy on a new track. I wonder. I don't
1: know if it's that. Cause I've ridden them all before last year. So I'm not really like very uncomfortable, uh-huh. but like, I mean, Thunder Valley, I was just like, dude, I was struggling. Like, <laughs> I was about like tipping over in every turn. Like It was yeah. bad.
0: Well, but, it, they only take 36, so you were close to
1: having to go to LCT. Oh, dude, I was, yeah, after your second qualifying, I was stressing.
0: <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I mean, I got to figure it out. Like, I mean, I qualified 20th at Paula, so I don't know what the difference yeah. was between that and the next two, but right. I definitely got to figure it out.
0: Is that is that where you're watching, you have your phone open to the B practice in the lounge? just.
1: I Watch literally it. watched the whole the whole practice. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're just like watching these guys going, and you're just like, oh god. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I was stressing.
0: I could imagine. Uh, High Point. You have much. You have much. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Hitman nickname coming from Megawatt, but uh, you have much time on High Point.
1: Yeah, I've actually I've ridden there more than any of uh, the other Pro Nationals. Maybe I've ridden Redbud more. Okay. Um, because I had a lot of regionals there and area qualifiers and stuff as an amateur, so I have a good bit of laps put on that track.
0: And you like um, it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's good. I think they changed a good bit of it for this weekend.
0: Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't hear. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. Huh. Well, that yeah, that place has gone some from the first time I went there. Uh my first there time there was 1996, by the way, Luca. So not to like Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what year you were born, but uh <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, you're you're 20. Yeah, so you're born in 2000-ish. Yeah. Uh, 2001. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, so 96, my first year uh, I was there. Uh, (laughs) That place has changed a ton. I always think it – I think it's going to be – I mean, I think it'll be like – it's a little like Hangtown. Correct me if I'm wrong. It'll be a little bit like Hangtown this year where – but with better traction and better bumps. But you'll have to swing wide and cut across and sort of flow it, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's a lot like Hangtown, I think. It just gets, obviously, deeper ruts, and I think it gets way rougher. Yep. Yeah. Um like just like last year the braking bumps were absolutely massive.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I bet, right? Um hey, before we let you go here on the FXR race tech suspension. Uh who does your suspension by the way?
1: Uh Factory Connection.
0: Factory Connection? Oh, that's local. Connecticut local. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um hey, what um you know, you're you haven't made it as a pro yet, right? You've had some good results, you've scored points, you've made made events, you're on your way. Um and and all of that. What's it like being, you know, kind of like you talk about going to Unadilla and wanting to do it, and again you know you're you're not quite there with salaries and all that yet, but you're you're on your way. What's it like being pro and signing autographs and and you know being part of the of the machine that is pro racing
1: yeah i mean i I'm enjoying every weekend i've I've enjoyed every weekend last year this year like I'm having a really good time, and obviously the better results make for more enjoyable week but yeah yeah, i mean i haven't had a weekend where i haven't enjoyed it i mean it's it's been really cool and i wouldn't want to be doing anything else so
0: yeah you're happy with your progression and the way things are going like you're not too frustrated
1: yeah i mean super cross definitely got me down a bit Uh but um after after last weekend I'm, i'm positive and i'm excited to keep going and just try and get better each weekend yeah
0: and uh and yeah 450 class again like Man, I you know, there's no way. I don't think you can you you know, we look at these guys and again, I understand factory guys aren't there, but yeah, man, I I think if you're you, you you know, top 15 and then 12th and you know, start climbing up, I think that's doable.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's that's the goal is just to to get up closer to those top guys and just got to mm-hmm. keep pushing and get a better start and I think I can be right up there.
0: By the way, uh how fast did Masterpool rip by you in Moto 1? like everybody dude, it was like yeah.
1: it was like i honestly he was there and then he wasn't that's how fast it was
0: i had him in fantasy and he went down the first turn and i was like oh shit and then dude like two laps later he's 18 or 17 and i'm like what you know like yeah unbelievable yeah, he
1: was he was moving
0: good job to him i guess right <laughs> yeah
1: for
0: sure uh hey man thanks for the time i appreciate it give my listeners a little bit of uh info behind you uh good luck this summer 450 wise i'll i'll be at red bud so i'll probably drop by and see you there uh, but uh, yeah, man. Thanks for the thanks for the time. Good luck this weekend, and uh, keep going, man. Thanks.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Steve. All right. See you, Luca. Later.
0: That's Luca Marsalesi on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Thank you to Firepower, firepowerparts.com. You look at the Firepower Honda team, and you look at the oil. They got oil now. They got uh, chains. They got j- batteries. A lot of hard parts at firepowerparts.com. You saw them title sponsor of Anstey and Dino. Uh, check out firepowerparts.com. It's a WPS company. A lot of cool hard parts. Great prices as well. Chains, uh, a lot of privateers using their chains. And, of course, the featherweight lithium batteries and oil as well. Firepowerparts.com for more information on that and uh, again thank you to fxr racing.com and thank you to racetech all right Zul's bags pulp 23 is a code to save let Zul's help pack your passion all the bags being overbuilt and underpriced uh, Zul's prides themselves on offering not only quality but practical functionality as well uh, we know the Zul's as a long long background in the bag industry uh and in the moto industry as well pulp 23 is a code to save i've got some zool stuff uh their big gear bag that they make i don't know what it's called it might be called the giant it might be called uh pack your house i don't know but there's a massive gear bag if you're looking for the biggest one out there zool's makes it pulp 23 is the code to save seat concepts of course on board with us pulp 20 pulp mx 23 with seat concepts uh thank you for listening to the privateer island podcast